We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Thanks for joining me. Also join me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio and download the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you hear on WQAM by going to the website, WQAM.com. You can also get them wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free or for free. Download the Radio.com app. Going to get free with Manny Diaz and the Joe Rose Show in just a few minutes, plus some Dan Lebitard action talking about dolphining. And then Hawk and Crowder pick up the phone and make some quote-unquote calls but right now let me call out some headlines the Steelers scored 27 unanswered last night defeating Miami 27 to 14 Dolphins Jets Sunday one o'clock at Hard Rock Stadium the Heat take on Atlanta tonight at home tip is at seven Jimmy Butler is expected to play Deion Waiters is not the Astros look to clinch the World Series tonight against the Nats in game six first pitch is at eight The Canes will practice Tate Martell full-time with the quarterbacks this week. Miami takes on Florida State in Tallahassee Saturday. The Panthers were crushed 7-2 last night in Vancouver. Florida's back in action tomorrow against the Avalanche at 10 p.m. 67-year-old Patriots coach Bill Belichick says he is open to signing an extension with the team, allowing him to coach into his 70s. Belichick is currently the third winningest NFL coach of all time with 269 wins. The MLS Western Conference Finals continue tonight at 10 o'clock when LAFC takes on Seattle. Inter-Miami FC will join the league in March. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. Ah. A California man who recently freed a lemur from the zoo was sentenced to three months in federal prison. Here's the equation. Free a lemur from behind bars? You go behind bars. A Kansas man recently took an excavator for a joyride, and while he was resisting arrest, he was injured when police shot him with a slew of non-lethal beanbag pellets. Oh, and good times go bad. 67-year-old woman in China recently gave birth to a baby girl. All right, Granny, getting it on. Bum chicka wow wow. Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast, partly cloudy with temperatures around 80. Win a brand new $45,000 Mercedes Benz at Hylia Park Casino. Get free entries every Saturday and earn more entries playing slots every day now through November 30th. Grand prize giveaway Saturday, November 30th. Joe Rose Show got you up this morning. A day late with Manny Diaz. I guess Manny Diaz celebrating big win against Pitt yesterday, so... He did the interview this morning. What was he talking about? Well, the difference between crunch time and all the other games and the pit game. K.J. Osborne doing work. The quarterback plan. More kicking talk. Kane's greats that felt like they weren't good enough but really were. Then finally, Kane's FSU. It's going to be a big recruiting weekend. Manny, we've been talking about it, but we'll go back to that Pittsburgh game. We've been talking about putting together a drive, making plays, and whether you were down or, or a little bit up, finishing it out, and, and you finally get it on uh, on some big first downs, running, 
being able to keep the drive going. And then Jaron Williams, you just heard that uh, that highlight. And K.J. Osborne staying on his feet after getting hit and going in and then getting a, being able defensively to stop him in that last minute. What was different this time around? We've been in so many of these things. Yeah, it was about the, the Canes making the, the plays at, at critical moments, right? You know, we have a lot of confidence in our offense. We have driven down the field twice at the end of the Virginia game. We drove down on Georgia Tech twice in that game and missed two chip-shot field goals that would have got us to win. And so we know that we have an offense that can that can go down the field and make plays in, in those type of situations. And uh, and it was just great to see a guy like KJ, who's been you know such a great player for us all year, uh, run through those tackles and, and, and ultimately make the, the game-winning play. He has been one of the most consistent guys you've had. Came in, I always wonder when a guy comes in from the transfer portal from Buffalo and he has played at the highest level. He's been consistent since day one. What does he do that cause we're having trouble getting other guys going to that level? What is it about K.J. Osborne that's allowed him, and you can tell the trust from both quarterbacks with him? He works, and, and, and that's really that's really why we brought him to Miami. He works. I mean, he's just he's absolutely the hardest worker we have in the wide receiver room. We talked about that when we brought him in, we felt like we needed to change the culture in that room and get an older guy that, that had a, a great work ethic that could really teach you know the younger guys what it really means to be a wide out and, and to not just rely on talent. You know, and when you're trying to, to, to rebrand a program, then instead of, you know, sitting around and talking about talent that talks about, you know, you know, work ethic and toughness, KJ Osborne exemplifies all that. Coach, Greg Rousseau, uh, we heard a lot about him, obviously, last year before the season started going into spring football. We've seen what the kid could do. He is a monster out there. How do we get him on the field for every defensive snap? Just give him a little oxygen when he needs it, but keep him out there. When he's out there, that kid's a beast. Yeah, Greg is really uh, coming into his own, obviously. My favorite thing about the plays that he made on Saturday were the relentless nature of his three sacks. You know, they, they were not sacks where he just, you know, flies around the offensive tackle and just jumps on the quarterback's back. You know, the, you know, Kenny Pickett's a hard guy to sack. He's a good athlete. You know, he can scramble for yards. Greg, on all three plays, had to disengage with his rusher, come off, and as Pickett started to scramble, he gets him on the ground. So, you know, just, just his sheer want to, you know, made let, allowed him to make all those plays. Hey, Manny, uh quarterback situation what happens who's healthy enough to play who do you expect to start uh jaron williams or nikosi perry this week against florida state yeah i've got a plan on what what i what i we, we have a pretty fair idea in terms of how this is going to shake down um we'll do what we've done we've announced that uh, during the course of the week and, and like i've said all year i mean i mean we've been committed to jaron but we're also committed to a standard uh which last week that standard you know pointed towards nikosi and uh, but it was great to have jaron come in in the fourth quarter and and make the play that ultimately won us the football game hey uh and then is dallas about ready to go he's having such a great year he got banged up uh you expect him back this week for florida state we're, we're really we're really optimistic you know i mean there's no one who wants to play in this game more than, than dj dallas so we're optimistic that that we'll have it we'll have him back we'll see how he looks out there today are you healthy for this game pretty much this florida state game overall uh, for for you know week nine um, I mean, this is this is a credit to our training staff and our, our strength and conditioning staff. I, I think we're about as, as healthy as you can be uh, in week nine, as as can be expected. Uh, what's the status of Jeff Thomas uh, coming up for this weekend? I know he's obviously missed the last two games. What is he going to play this weekend? Yeah, yeah, just just back in the fold. So you know, you know, hopefully if, if the week goes well, we should have our uh, our full allotment of guys. Let me ask you the kicker uh, situation. 
we got to see that the the one guy we've heard about somewhere between one and the three guy Camden Price going forward is he done enough or is that still an open competition every week or how are you going to treat God I'm sorry we got to talk so much about kickers Manny I had to stop myself and apologize to you <laughs> I'm sitting here talking so much about kickers every week uh, is he oh, the it's guy a lot, it's, a lot, it's a lot more fun to talk about them when they make their kicks yeah, right that's true um, yeah no you know Camden is you know again like anyone else you know when when we talk about who's the guy you know quarterback kicker whatever yeah. Yes, we, we, we want to have a guy. I've, I've said that so many times, but you still have to come out and compete at practice. So it was it was great to see Camden um, go out there and make the kick, and not just that effect that went in, but you can see Camden's talent, you know, just the way he strikes the ball, the way the ball comes off his foot. You know, and if he just continues to, to, to compete every week out here, you know, we look for him to be our guy going forward. Man, I wanted to talk to you about something that everybody in college football is going through. It's, it's not just you, and it's a fine line. You want to play guys, you want to compete. The guy that doesn't play, and, and by the way, I'm talking about the NFL too now, which I never thought I would, but the guy's not playing or not playing the role he wants starts thinking about leaving or quitting or transferring, whatever you want to call it, and you need those guys. It's not like you can go pick up guys off the waiver wire or trade for somebody. How hard is it? Have you seen a big change in the game? Everybody's going through it. Again, it's not just you where somebody's not happy or you get a call from a parent. or what. How bad is it right now with that situation? It, it's, it's, it's dramatically different. Um, and, and every, you know, every head coach I know in the profession is, is, is bringing up the same issue. I mean, we're all fighting the same problem. There, there is a, there's just, there's just this idea that, you know, you can just go somewhere else and fix all your problems. And sometimes that is the case. I mean, look, you know, th- there are some situations where you can run into a dead end, but, uh, but also there's a thing about, you know, perseverance and there's a thing about development. And, and it's just, it's amazing how many stories, you know, when, um, we have all these great ex hurricanes come and talk to our team, you know, and how many stories, uh, you know, Leon seriously, he spoke to our team two weeks ago and was convinced his freshman year that he didn't belong at Miami and would never play here and wasn't good enough. And, you know, Bernie Kozar went to Howard Schnellenberg and told him, I, hey, I can't compete with these guys. I need I need to leave. I need to transfer. And, you know, and Schnellenberger told him, he said, he said, that's fine. You can do that. But if you quit on this, you'll quit on anything in your life, you know, and look what Bernie Kozar became, you know, and there's so many, you know, Russell Maryland said the same thing. He's like, as his first year, he was about ready to, to take off because he thought he could never cut it here at Miami. There are so many stories like that. And, you know, the idea of persevering, sticking through things, I mean, just, you know, sheer hard work. It's just so easy now to just remove yourself from a situation and try it somewhere else. But, but, the, but the truth and the reality is that, that somewhere else is going gonna, is gonna to re- need hard work also. It's going to need perseverance as well. So, you know, part of that, I think, has to go down to the recruiting uh, profile in terms of who you recruit um, and what their mentality is and, right. and, and what their mental makeup is. That's, that's very difficult to find. It's hard for the NFL to find that. And they get to, they get to kick the tires a lot more than we do in the player evaluation process. But, uh, but I'm, I'm afraid that's our new normal. And, uh, as I mentioned, and you've seen it with this Dolphin team with Minka Fitzpatrick and now Kenyon Drake. I mean, they flat out, they went to everybody and said, I want out of here. Uh, I don't, I don't. I don't like the way I'm being used, or, well, that was it. I didn't like the way I was being used. I want out, trade me, and if they don't want to be there, even guys getting paid money. I mean, that's the world world we're in at every level of football now. Well, I can't speak to their situation, but what I will say from ours is that's where you have to, and I thought our team actually did a great job of this a week ago. There has to be some sort of bond between the people on the team, and there has to be some ideal that you're playing for, you know, greater than just yourself. The reality is, what we know about life is when you have that ideal, usually you get rewarded more than when you you just think about yourself. That's the great thing about football. It's a great team sport. When you're when you worry about yourself and what you're trying to get out of it, normally you don't make the plays you want to. When you when you devote yourself to being a good teammate and just you know doing 
what the scheme tells you to do. It's just funny how the plays start to come, and, and that's something you have to constantly preach, and you got to have those guys feel that connection that, that everybody needs everybody, and the only way for any one person to have success is for everyone to stick together. Man, i got to tell you, man, uh, you guys go down late in that game after having the lead, and, and your defense is keeping them out, making them kick field goals, even though they're able to get a few yards against you, and, I, and I'm sitting there going, oh boy, uh, here we go again. How's this team going to respond? And I got to give it to these guys because after losing so many of those kind of games, did you start to worry about that a little bit after like, okay, here we go. We haven't been able to move it that much. Can we put a last drive together and win this thing? What was your mindset? No, I think you're just you're just always worried about what's next and just focused on what's next and managing the situation. You know, at, at 12-10, with Camden kicking the way he had, I mean, I, I, I had great belief that all it would take was a drive to, you know, that we could run out of there 13 to 12 winners if we had to. Um, but I'll say this, you know, like, again, very displeased at where our record is. Eight games in is not what we wanted and, and, and not what, you know, is acceptable at Miami. But for what we have wanted to accomplish in year one in terms of our team having a backbone and our team showing mental resiliency and toughness through the situations we've been through, like what you're talking about, is sitting there potentially facing another very close loss. There's just there's there's no flinch on our sideline, and that's the cool thing. And there just hasn't been all year. We we have a mentally tough group of guys in there, and and as we continue to evolve and continue to learn how to to, to play better, hopefully we can get out of some of these close games every week. But I, I'm very I'm very pleased at the, the way our guys believe, the way that we don't flinch, and the way that we find a way to give ourselves a chance to win at the end. Manny, this uh, game, Florida State, Miami, notorious for having a lot of uh, recruits on the sidelines. Are you expecting that this weekend in Doak to see a lot of those guys? I'd have to imagine so. It's one of the, you know, I mentioned when we played Florida, you know, anytime the big three to get together, it, it should be a big deal. And it's something that all the recruits in the state are going to pay attention to. Hey, it's Miami, Florida State. The last three years, they've all been one-point games. So when we talk about the little things and everything matters, well, we've played that game, seems like seven out of eight times this year, and it's going to be the same way this weekend. You know, it's going to be a game where field position, our guys are understanding what wins the game. You know, field position, obviously the turnovers that we got a week ago, being able to run the football, uh, red zone efficiency, those type of things uh, matter. And then we know from history that Miami FSU, great swings at times. You know, teams will have a lead. Somebody else will come back. You know what I mean? Because you got to be able to manage the, the, the giant emotions that come with this game. Manny, how important is it to get another receiver going on and I know we're getting towards the to, to the last stretch here of, of getting another receiver so it's not just KJ Osborne but getting another guy uh involved in and a bigger part and, and taking the next step well, I don't think there's any doubt, you know, it's about finding that consistency level. And, and certainly, you know, missing Jeff the last two weeks sort of stunted his progress. Um, you know, you've seen the development of, of Pope and Wiggins as sophomores. Those guys are getting better, you know, but are learning still to become more consistent. And, and I think that's, you know, we have a saying here that, you know, greatness is, is defined by being consistently good. You know, everyone thinks greatness is defined by one highlight play or one flash play. And, you know, everybody in America has got a guy that can make a one-handed catch or that can do something, you know, flashy. You know, what you really, what, what makes KJ Osborne special is just being consistently the same guy week in week out. You have to be perfect. I mean, KJ had a, a couple of drop balls on Saturday, which was out of character for him. But but just that but being that same guy every day in practice, being that same guy week in week out, where you don't see the unevenness of, of production, and that's that's really what you're looking for. And and that's why otherwise you can start to start to say, well, gosh, you know, this one time this one guy made a play. Well, there's a lot of guys that one time made a play. What you're really looking for in terms of of, of, of that elite level, or you know, even that that you know outstanding level of player is a guy that just makes the consistently good plays when they're there to be made, and and, and, and that's all it takes. UMFSU this weekend, last five matchups, by the way, decided by a combined 15 points. Last five matchups. Oh, no, you, you expect that with yes. this one. Yeah, yes. you're getting everybody's best this week. Manny, have a great week, and uh, kick off 3.30 on uh, Saturday, UM and FSU. Good luck in that one. Thank you, Manny. Thanks, guys.
Everyone feeling good on Manny Diaz after that big win against Pitt over the weekend. Have they righted the ship or at least turning the ship in the right direction? Hopefully we will know that for sure when they whoop down on Rivals Florida State this Saturday. Kickoff 3.30, pregame, postgame, whole game right here. 560 The Joe, WQAM. Speaking of being right here, the Dan Levitard Show. It's from right here in Miami. Up next, they're going to be dolphining. Keep it tuned. It's the best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, where we run back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Speaking of Dan's, Dan Levitar can be heard on this radio station weekdays from 10 to 1. Dan's still out taking care of some personal issues. We wish him the best, but the team always got you covered. Earlier today, they were talking about dolphinining, if that's a such a word, and a useless sound montage for your ears. Just the dolphins. It's the dolphins is what I'm pointing at. They uh, dolphined last night. Yeah, they did. Were you nervous when they uh, when they got out to a quick start, early lead? Last night was a roller coaster for me because they were winning, and which I didn't want them to do. So I started thinking, how can I make this a positive? And they have the the Steelers' first round pick next season. So I started thinking, oh, this is all part of the master plan. Ah. They want to have a good pick. They want the Steelers to have a, a good pick. So I, and then they blew it, and then I had to go back to tank mode. So now. <laughs> It was a win for them, 7-0. A win last night would have been perfect for the Dolphins and what they're trying to do because they win the game, so they get a better pick from the Steelers. Then they lose the game to the Bengals, so they'd lose the tiebreaker in that situation, and they could still theoretically not be totally defeated, so not one of the worst teams ever, get a higher pick from the Steelers and still get the number one pick if they lose to the Bengals. <laughs> it's a win-win situation. It, well, it, yeah, it's a, it's a can't-lose situation and a can't-win season, which is unusual. But were you nervous at 14 to nothing? Like, what are the Dolphins doing here? I did. I, I tweeted out that they're in grave jeopardy of winning. It, it was, uh, it, I mean, one of these days they're going to hold a lead, right? One of these days they're going to hold a lead. Yesterday was that day. I thought so briefly, just for a fleeting glimmer at 14-0. It is interesting. If Tua is everything that people expect him to be, if he's the next great quarterback in the NFL, these games, I mean, it's a, it's a totally different meaning. But these games coming up against the Jets and the Bengals for the Dolphins, these are meaningful games. I don't know how the NFL is going to navigate this, how the teams are going to navigate this. But if there's this great quarterback waiting for you, and the only way you get the quarterback is by losing football games, I'm guessing those teams are going to try to lose those football games. I, I I couldn't agree more. Now, now the Bengals, uh, I think, need a quarterback, although they do have Ryan Finley uh, to replace uh, Andy Dalton. The, you would tell me, are the Jets sold on Sam Darnold, or are no they I QB shopping? I have no idea. You, this is the second time in as many weeks that you've mentioned Ryan Finley as if he's I like know. a long-term answer. Are you high on this guy? Well, Ryan, he, I mean, he's a second-round draft pick. I'm, I'm not discounting him. You know, I'm um, unlike uh, Adam Schefter, I, I'm not out there studying tape on the guy. I don't have a, a dossier on his ups and downs. But, it, you know, if he's a second-round pick who I've heard that they that they like – as Dalton's eventual replacement, I'm not ready to write him off. But I, I am saying that they could very well be in the market for a quarterback. Now, last night, Booger got me excited, thinking that the Dolphins, if they get the first pick, should take this Chase Young guy from Ohio State. Yeah, I, I wouldn't believe that. Yeah, he looks like happening. a beast. Right. They're not tanking for Young, okay? Right. I, I think yeah. an important correction on the Ryan Finley front, and why I'm always so confused, he's not a second-round pick. He's a fourth-round pick. Okay. Well, that's right. second, fourth. It's, it's not. A, it's not. <laughs> the difference. You know, yeah. I I sit corrected because honestly, in my mind, I was thinking he was a second round pick. I can tell you that uh, in Cincinnati, 
they think highly of him. But even if the even if he was a second round pick, your beloved Ryan Finley, okay, even if he was, and the Bengals have the number one overall pick, don't right. you think they're going to take Tua? I, I mean, think I think that there's a good chance they would, but I you know I don't know. That's a weird dysfunctional franchise. I mean, for all I know, they're going to ride Dalton for another two years, who age wise certainly has it in him. So I, I don't know what they're thinking. They have uh, two more games with the Jets, and then that game, Week 15, which might be the biggest game on the slate. It Seriously, for 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 all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh, but Dolphins Bengals, that's like the Super Bowl. Oh my God! It's, I mean, it's the game of the week, spelled W E A K. It's gonna be. I'm looking forward to it already. It's gonna be interesting because I do wonder, like, how both teams are gonna navigate through that game. Let's say they both go into it 0 14. Oh my gosh. Like how they're going to navigate, you know, giving the appearance that they're trying to win a football game when we all know both teams are trying to lose a right. football game. I cannot wait to see yeah, that. There, there's going to be yes. some weird calls in that game, you know, consecutive onside kicks and, and all, all kind of strange things going on. <laughs> I do think, and, and maybe I'm being parochial because I work in Miami, I do think that the Dolphins and the Jets and the Bengals all being epic bad and, and being in line to, to fight for the number one draft pick, that's become a, sort of a national story. I mean, yes. you know, up here you have the 49ers and the Patriots unbeaten, but just as interesting to me, like a train wreck, is these other teams, you know, jockeying for for their franchise quarterback. Uh, no doubt. Our NFL useless sound montage for week eight is ready. It's one of the most popular things we do. Uh, Billy, how do you feel about it this week? It's been bad. It's been bad. I mean, Tomlin's back this week, but, uh, right. you know, we're missing some stars. We don't have the star power that we normally have. Who do you miss most? I mean, Andrew Luck is retired. Patrick Mahomes is injured. Yeah, those are the two main ones. Wasn't there, uh, there's a coach that we miss, is there not? Colt Pagano. Oh, yeah, Pagano. Yeah, but that's years. Yeah. I've moved on from him. Have you? Yeah, unfortunately. It's going to take how many years to move on from Andrew Luck? I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to recover from Luck leaving. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Pagano's a coordinator for the Bears, but he doesn't talk to the media after games, which is really when you want to get him. Right. I mean, Andrew Luck is a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. type prospect for the useless sound montage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mahomes isn't, though. His is just his voice, I think, right. if I'm going to be honest. Right. We have felt the Andrew Luck loss more than the Colts. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, he's in the useless sound montage Hall of Fame, right? I think right now it would be him, Mike Tomlin, and, and Chuck Pagano. And Chuck Pagano. Yeah, and Mahomes is, is closing in quickly, right? Some are speculating he has a Hall of Fame career, but he's still got a way to go. All right. Uh, you guys like that idea, the useless sound Hall of Fame? I do. Okay, good. Uh, all right, week eight. Here it is. I love this game, and I love my teammates. I love being with them. I love going out on the field with them. T.Y. did T.Y. things. He played his tail off. You know, sometimes you got to play the cards you're dealt. We could easily be worse. We could easily be better. If we want to go where we want to go, we got to be great every quarter. I thought Shab showed a lot of grit and a lot of toughness. I chose to do what I did there, and I thought it was the right thing to do at that time, and um, it didn't necessarily pay off the way that I was hoping. We had a lot of confidence going into this game. And we've got a lot of confidence coming out of this game. I thought maybe Jimmy could go up and get if he wanted to, and if he didn't, the guy behind him might be able to get. Luckily, the guy behind him got it. It's kind of one of those things that it is what it is. I'm really happy he's on my team because I don't want to block him. Our young secondary's got to get their head out of there and do what they're coached to do. Obviously, we're not coaching it right, and we're not learning it right. Well, I feel pretty good. You know, I feel pretty good about the progress we're making, and I'm going to continue to beat that drum. Man, it's a whole bunch of talking we can do, man. I'm an action guy. That's why I really like talking to y'all as much. For us as a football team to lose five games by seven points or less, you know, I think that really shows 
that we are a good football team. The key is to keep him fluidly moving upward, and uh, he's done that. Uh, we don't need any steps backwards. We just got to focus on football and come to work every day and keep doing really, frankly, what they did this week in practice and their preparation and do the best they can to eliminate some of the distraction around the team. We didn't do really anything we talked about. Guys, remember, communication is not what's said, it's what's heard. Uh, you know, we kind of uh, caught lightning in the bottle there a couple times. It's always good to win. It's good to beat Cleveland. It's good to beat anybody. It's a tough league to win in. He's bringing everything he learned from other coaches, Belichick and Bill O'Brien and Josh McDaniel. But he's adding that Brooklyn tough. He's from Brooklyn. He's from New York. He's got the same general demeanor just about every weekend. Not that I've been around him a bunch of weekends, but he's steady Eddie in terms of his approach. Very professional. If I could have done a better job, I think we, we would be in better shape. I think I think he, he did a good job coming into the heat of the battle. I'm just focused on what I'm always focused on, which is this week trying to be a great quarterback for this team. You know, you can't pinpoint one specific thing. I wish I could. I could wish I could say it's, it's this or that. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a whole experience. Winning is a cure-all, but it's fun when you're winning with the right people. Let's get our swagger back. Let's play hard. Let's play with passion. What? Let's play like we want it. Football is football. I love everything about it. As far as playing quarterback the position that it requires and what you need to do in order to be successful at it. And uh, I got to keep working and keep getting better. I'm worried about winning one game. That's it. I want to win one game next week. That's what I want to do. You got to win one before you talk about anything else. I don't play for next year. Are you guaranteed next year? I'm not. I'm trying to win every damn game we play. So I don't give a about next year. You can write that in where you want it. I ain't giving a about trades. I want to beat Seattle. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like we're going to get better next week, and we will win. That's 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 how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like we will win. We work that drill a lot in practice, stumbling and kicking him in the eye. Just kidding. <laughs> I love the useless sound montage. I'm so glad that I get to bring it to you almost every single week here on the Best of the Joe Show. And remember, you can download the podcast for this show wherever you get your podcast, the radio.com app, and at our website, wqam.com. Up next, why not? Let's go to some Hawkman and Crowder because, well, they're playing with the phones, and that's just fun. Keep it tuned. It's the Best of the Joe Show. The best of the Joe show running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I hope your Tuesday is a smooth day. My name is Dan Day and I'm anything but smooth, but you know, try my best to have some fun with you weekdays from six to seven on this very fine program. Once again, very fine in quotes or at least air quotes right there. Speaking of a fine program, Hawkman and Crowder. Weekdays, right here, 560 The Joe, from 3 to 6. They make you laugh, they make you cry, they have some fun, and every once in a while they talk about sports. So let's get into what they did earlier today. They actually did get into some sports. We tapped into Brian Flores's presser where he's talking about Talib joining the team, Xavier Howard being out, Nick O'Leary no longer being with the team, and then Akib Talib answers the call. Brian Flores is addressing the media. Let's listen to the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, I have some history with Keeb. I think he's a really good player. Had an opportunity to acquire him and um, some draft capital, so uh, we felt like that was the best move for us. And uh, obviously, he's uh, dealing with an injury. You know, we'll just see where that where that's at. I mean, this has all happened very quickly, so it's a lot of things we got to assess, evaluate. 
hard to make a blanket statement on what it's going to be playing time wise, etc. So we're just going to take it day by day, see, and just see where he, at, he is physically and uh, take it from there. This is gone. This is worth it. We're half an hour into this, so I'm not. <laughs> I don't have his flights, and I don't have any. I don't have any details from that standpoint. So I'll let you know when, when I know. I'll let you know. And multiple reports about Xavier being placed on IR. Does he need surgery, and what led to that decision? That's another one where we're. Uh, that's you know, we're still making doing doing the evaluations there and seeing where, where where he is physically from a health standpoint. Again, it's unfortunate. You know, he's uh, obviously one of our top players, and you never want to see anybody get injured or or deal with things. But uh, and he's a tough kid. I'm sure he'll bounce back. We, we're, we're still we're still going, kind of going through the that process right now, figuring out where, where we are. I mean, it's I mean, it's still very early, and look, injuries are part of the game. So um, I guess there's not too much concern from my, my standpoint. Look, he's young, he's uh, tough, he's uh, football's very important to him. People get dinged and deals with, deal with injuries on a year-to-year basis, and you know, guys come back and they 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 they, uh, they play and have successful careers. So uh, no, not 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 overly concerned. Just for me, more than anything, I you know, I just feel. I feel bad for the kid. You know, I know he loves to play. I know he loves to compete. I know he loves to be out there with his teammates. So my concern is more for him than, you know, his long-term, you know, the long-term uh, uh, ability to play. Was the, uh, the roster you've made with O'Leary purely because you needed a roster opening? Or do plays like last night, obviously, where he couldn't hold out the ball, led to a pick, did that contribute to this? Oh, well, you know, we claimed uh, Xavier Crawford yesterday, so we needed a roster spot. and. Um, we just felt like that was we needed a roster spot, so we had to make a move, and we made the move with Nick, and uh, that was the reason behind that. Anything you bring up, Myrick, or adding another tight end? Do you think two would be enough at this point? Um, we seem to have lost our connection there with Brian Flores. We're going to try to get it back. You'll let me know if it comes back. Brian Flores addressing the media. Nick O'Leary, he was just asked there by Barry Jackson. Nick O'Leary was released today, uh, had that very bad drop, or as some people have pointed out on Twitter, very good drop, depending <laughs> on how you characterize the season. He was talking about that. He's talking about Xavier Howard going on IR. He talked, the first thing that he was talking about was the acquisition of Aqib Tlaib, and then he said, hey, we're 30 minutes into this. I can't tell you if he's uh, if he's going to suit up, if he's going to do what. So there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and if we can reconnect with Brian Flores, we will. If not, we'll forge ahead here. Gives me a second, though. 3 o'clock hour on Hockman and Crowder is brought to you by Kubota. The Kubota BX80 series is ready to get any job done right. Dig, mow, and haul. There's almost nothing it can't help you do. Find a Kubota dealer near you at gokubota.com. Let me give the code word. I know a lot of people wait for the top of the hour code word. Time for your chance to win Channing's Change. The word this hour is blog. B-L-O-G. The word this hour is blog. Text the word blog to 72881 and you have a chance to win $1,000. Text the word blog right now to 72881 and you could win $1,000 to national contest. Message and data rates may apply. We have reconnected with Brian Flores, head coach of the Dolphins. Um, I think he'd even say that, you know, they're great. We need good individual efforts, but we need more of a, a better team effort. Um, and we need more guys um, having better individual efforts and us all collectively playing better as a team. With, uh, obviously, the prospect of no saving and Ken Webster's injury, uh, A, you think he might let Varick grow back to corner, and B, with Tankersley, is he ready where you think we could see him against the Jets? That's uh, so early in the week. Um, 
don't know what time. I don't even know if we've been here 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. It's Tuesday. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, we're going through, you know, every potential um, uh, positional changes we would make based on injury, based on, uh, you know, our opponent. So um, there's a lot to do. And uh, we've, we've been on it all, all morning. So we're still working through a lot of those things. It's still, it's, 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 I would say it's too early to say we're going to move this guy here or this guy's out or. I think it's it's I think it's too early to say all that. I know as you mentioned, so there's obviously rust at cornerback when he hasn't played for eleven yeah. months. Just a technique of having a guy in front of you to cover. Did he look to you last week like he might be close to being polished enough at this point to help? Uh, you talking about Tank? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he he definitely had a um, a better week last week than he had in the previous week, um, and you know we'll see. You know we'll we'll get out there again this week. Um, and um, look, there's definitely going to be some opportunity, or potentially going to be some opportunity for 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 him to come up, be active, and uh, we'll just see how that how this, it plays out over the course of the week. It's again, it's too early to tell, um, you know, whether we'll have a spot. So um, again, to bring somebody up, we got to put somebody down. So we'll see. We'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Looking at uh, the film, their touchdown pass on the blitz at the end of the half. What did you see? Um, you know, I've been asked this a couple of times, and look, uh, to me, to me, look, if if you want to win games in this in this league, you got to be aggressive. That's that's never going to change for me. So, um, we blitzed them. They made a play. That happens. I've been in games where we blitzed them, and I've been in big games where you blitz them and you make you, you make a play, and it's and it's the right. Like to me, you if you're gonna if you're gonna win in this league, you gotta be aggressive. Period. Um, that's maybe that's my style. I'm not gonna play conservative. I, I, that's 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 always been kind of uh, my mo. So that's not gonna change. So what I saw was we blitzed them. You know they ran a crossing route. We didn't tackle a guy. So um, you know, people say you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And I guess you know that's a something people say, but. You know, for me, like I'm going to be, we're going to be aggressive. That's that's the way this team's going to play, and I'm, we're going to go down swinging. Period. What do you think of Kadichi's first 15 defensive snaps as a Dolphin? Um, you know, I thought he, uh, I thought he played okay. Uh, again, look, this I, I mentioned this last week. Um, there's a, a a lot of technique, a lot of fundamentals, a lot of um, a lot of those things that you need to, you know, you, you got to train your body, train your uh, yourself to get into. And so, from a footwork hand placement standpoint, it could have been a lot better. Um, but I mean, that's kind of the progression. Um, and uh, hopefully, um, and I, I do think I think he'll be better in practice this week. I think he'll he'll play better in the game. Um, I didn't think it was. Uh, um, I'm not saying it was a bad performance, but just from a hand placement, a footwork, a technique standpoint, it could be um, he looked rusty, you know, which, I mean, it's been out there 10 days, so two weeks, however long it's been. So that would, that, that, uh, that wasn't surprising. A couple more guys? 
All right, there you go. That is Brian Flores. The The one that I was really waiting for was the question about the blitz on third and 20. And he said, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and uh, you got to be aggressive if you want to win games in the NFL. So he doesn't back off that play call at all. Um, it didn't work last night. And uh, I can't imagine in that same situation he would call it again. And when I say situation, I'm not talking about just a third and 20. I'm talking about a third and 20 where the time is running out at the end of the first half and you've really got a chance to go into halftime with a a statement rather than having given up what they gave up. I don't think he would do it again, although he maintains that he would. But you can send seven, Coach. (laughs) Right. How much for one more guy? (laughs) How much for one rib? One rib. (laughs) How much for one more? Guy. You can't drop somebody back in the middle. He was going all in. I mean, I, just, I, I forget exactly where they were. So was he trying to maybe uh, sack him and get him out of field goal range? Was that the the idea? I know I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's a reason like, that there's eight, not seven. You're but, right. But like he said, that you can. There's aggressive play, but then there's smart aggression too. Like they could have they could cover zero. There was just three on three. What about four on three? If there was a safety back deep, one extra guy, he would have made that tackle. They could have doubled the guys. They could have ended up. Like, there's a lot more they can do. Like, I understand what Flores is saying. He's more general. Hey, I'm not going to just sit back and run drop eight and let them just, you know, eat our zones up. I'm not with you on that. I hate that too, Brian. But you don't have to send eight. And then your DBs are 15 yards off the receivers. Like, So now the, the receiver's going to be able to create the angle that he wants. Whatever he wants to do, Hawk. If I'm 15 yards away from you, you can run anywhere you want to. Like, I, I would have a lot of follow-ups schematically for Brian after that when he was, yeah, no, I want to be aggressive. Yeah, there's aggression, then there's smart aggression. Was that a, uh, and again, you played defense your entire career. Is that a game changer in your mind? Because I talked about this earlier in the show, and uh, and someone texted in like, hey, you're 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 worried about that one play at halftime. They've still got the lead after that. Like, there's a lot of plays that go on during the game after that, and I totally understand that. You get outscored 27 to nothing uh, after you have a lead. Like, there's something wrong than just that one play. But was that play a game changer for you? Yes, and it's way different than when Juju Smith-Schuster snatched the ball over Chris Lamont's head. Because that's a great catch. That coverage not horrible, but that's a great catch from a number one receiver. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you, as my high school coach, if that guy gets – if the Juju touchdown, I would tell the corner, hey, man, the dude made a great play. On that – on the Johnson touchdown, the the the, the eight-man rush, the cover zero, I would have told my – honest to God, I would have told my players sorry. I would have been like, guys, that was a terrible call. That's why That's why I'm so into it because looking at I, – I really in my heart believe – it's a terrible call. If you want to go about it that way, why don't you press your guys? Why don't you, if not press, play them closer, play them at seven, play them at nine. You had all your guys covering their three receivers from 15 yards away from them. And if they do catch the ball, they have everywhere in the world to run. I, It was, I, that whole schematically, that was a bad play. And you showed your hand on it. That was the thing, too, that nobody's asking Chris, uh, Brian Flores about. You showed your hand on on rushing it. You showed your hand on zero coverage. They knew it was coming. There's no there is no way that Tomlin called the play he called and and Mason Rudolph knew exactly where to throw the ball with eight guys running towards him if they didn't know what was coming. That's what was upsetting to me. 
You showed that. If you wanted to hold that in your back pocket and wait for a third and 22, hold it. Don't run it on third and eight, then run it on third and 11, then run it on third and seven. Keep showing it to them. You're going to show them this rush eight over and over and over on third down every time? I tell people this all the time, and this is honest. Anybody that watches football, anybody that loves football, this is an honest statement, and it's true. You draw an offensive play up, in 10 seconds, I can draw a defense to beat it. If you draw a defensive play up, I can draw an offensive play to beat it. There's no perfect defense. There's no perfect offense. But if you know what's coming, that's what makes Brady and Manning and them so great because they know what the defense is about to do. If you know the coverage. They exploit the one weakness. Exactly what it is. Crossers in cover zero because there's nobody home. If this guy on the right runs to the left, everybody on the left is running up the field. There is nobody home. That's why my man Johnson didn't get touched till he was in the end zone, and he caught the ball on, what, the 45? We'll, uh, we'll talk more about it today. That was the Brian Flores press conference. Do you have quick headlines that you want to give us, Solana, so we can get that out of the way? Yeah, let's just run through it really quickly. Quick Dolphins notes from uh, pretty much the last two hours. They've cut Nick O'Leary. Xavier Howard is headed to the IR with a what appears to be a non-serious knee injury. And, uh, of course, that trade for Aqib Tlaib and a fifth-round pick, the Dolphins will give up a future pick. Right. So it looks like they essentially bought a fifth-round pick today and Aqib Tlaib comes in the package. We don't even know if he's going to fly here or not. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. And Brian Flores didn't seem to have much clarity on that. He's not even going to come, huh? <laughs> He may not. I don't know. I'll holler at y'all later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Headed home. Akib, this is uh, Coach Flores. I want to welcome you to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, Coach. What'd you say, Akib? <laughs> I come with my own sound effects. Akib, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Coach Flores. I just want to tell you that uh, we're really excited. Hello? 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 Uh, Akeem, it's Coach Flores. I know we start out 0-7, but we really have some high hopes for what we're putting together here on this team. And this, Hello? Akeem? Akeem? Hello? You know what, <laughs> you know, you, you know uh, what you can sell him? <laughs> what? He's the most famous player on the team if he doesn't rise. Uh, Akeem, it's uh, Coach Flores. Uh, we're looking over our roster, and we uh, we think you are immediately the face of our franchise. Hello? Race of our franchise. Hello? <laughs> Akeem ain't biting on none of us. Akeem, uh, Coach Flores here. You know, one of the uh, benefits of uh, being on the Dolphins, we have a, an account at Prime 112. So I don't know if you have uh, any uh, any desire for a delicious steak or whatnot, but you can spend up to $250 and it will be covered by the Dolphins. Hello? Hello? Akeem? That's not true. <laughs> Game checks at Prime 112. Dude signed a $40 million contract. I don't think that he needs it. You know, Akeem, it's Coach Flores here. We were thinking about, I mean, think of this secondary and think about, uh, you know, Xavier Howard. We've got him on bubble wrap for the rest of the season. But when he comes back, if you'll just sign a new uh, contract with us next season, we're going to have a lot of draft picks. We're in rebuilding mode. Hello? <laughs> Hello? That was a good one, Akeem. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> hey, text him, coach. <laughs> Maybe text him. <laughs> He's not good with the phone. Um, you have anything else, Solana? Yeah, the uh, the NFL <laughs> trade deadline is uh, 44 minutes. <laughs> oh, goodness. I found a new toy. <laughs> I knew something. Pretend like you're calling me with headlines, Solana. How do I how do I pretend to call you? Hey, Hawk, it's Solana. Here's the headlines. <laughs> I mean, what, I, was that so hard? Have you never taken an improv class? Which part stumped you? 
I just did that bit for six <laughs> minutes straight. I started every little bit of it with, hey, it's it's Coach Flores calling. How's it going, Akeem? Like, I mean, that, you really? You didn't know what I wanted from you there? I need better instructions maybe next time. All right, just do the headlines. Now I'm really tuning out. <laughs> Trade deadline for the NFL. What did you want me to do there? Well, maybe better instructions next yeah, time. Yeah, no, that was definitely on me. I, I think that was confusing for a lot of people. Hey, Hawk, it's Solana giving you the headlines here. <laughs> I like it. I do, too. Andy Dalton has been benched. Ryan Finley is now the starter in Cincinnati. They enter the tank bowl. I want to put on as many dial tones as I can. <laughs> Manny Diaz is optimistic. How many Dallas. dial tones can I get here? <laughs> yeah, do your headlines. Heat hot, <laughs> Heat hot tonight at 7.30 p.m. All right, just do the weather. Deion Waiters yeah. is uh, reinstated. Tua Tagovailoa is expected back at Alabama. Game six, uh, practice tomorrow. Game six World Series is tonight. And uh, Crowder, an NBA scout, told New York Post that R.J. Barrett is the next Carmelo Anthony. That's your uh, pick for Rookie of the Year. Yes, Way to go. Sir. And uh, finally, a Nepalese man named Nirmal Porja shattered the previous mountaineering record for successfully climbing the world's 14 highest peaks, completing the feat in 189 days. But has he climbed the Twin Peaks, as we try to do every Monday? Okay, hey. you have weather? You got any weather? Yeah, weather's brought to you by Hialeah Park. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Just give the weather. It is uh, it's not raining right now. Join us for Breeders' Cup weekend at Champions at Hialeah Park, Miami's most beautiful simulcasting center. Watch and wager in air-conditioned comfort at the original <laughs> Champions, Champions at Hialeah Park. Somebody you going to jump on him? <laughs> hey, Hawk, it's Len. I want to talk to you about naming uh, Solana, executive producer of your show. Hello? Hello? Hawk, it's Len. I picked up Salama. All right. We have a lot of stuff to get to here. We got to get to the DBJ calls, too. You said they're great, huh? <laughs> oh, he got one, too? Yeah. Everybody's Man. Got, everybody's got a dial tone button but you. The only one. <laughs> yeah, just go. <laughs> I don't know about you, but dial tones never get old. That's the Hawkman and Crowder Show weekdays 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. Download the podcast for that show and this show or any of the shows on this radio station. Wherever you get your podcasts. Radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com, all absolutely free. And while you're playing around on the internet, go to Twitter and give me a follow at Dan Day Radio so you can get inside scoop on the day spa <sighs> and a whole lot more. Tomorrow night, going to be right back here, 6 o'clock in the evening. It is going to be a Hawkman hump day. That means we're going to be joined by Alejandro Solano. We're going to have some Hawkman and Crowder. We're going to have some Dan Levitard, some Joe Rose show. Who knows what else? It's always a fun, wild, wacky ride whenever you listen to the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.